Hello and welcome once again to Is This Anime? I'm your quote-unquote anime expert, Jack Metcalf. And joining us once again is Mark Blankafleur. Mark, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Mark, I have a question for you. Is it wrong to try and pick up girls in a dungeon? In my opinion? No, it's not. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> uh, that is the show we're covering. A show that poses a question. Um, before I ask Mark why you picked the show... I'll tell you my experience with the show. There was, uh, I'm just going to adjust my mic. There was one person I used to work with who, who was always into the kind of the pervy shit. And when he told me that he was into this show, my impression was just that this show, my impression of this show was that the main character would be much more intolerable uh, mm. than I expected him to be. And I'm glad he wasn't, although I still have issues with him as a main character, but maybe for different reasons. Um. Yeah, actually that's, uh, that's probably, I guess, good. Um, you know, like in general, so this is a, an, a harem anime, basically. And most harem animes kind of suck. Um, and the main characters also kind of suck. Um, but this guy is not bad. Uh, Belle Cranel is uh, the main uh, character of, of this story, the protagonist. Um, and actually, there's one other person who I actually find more annoying than than your typical uh, harem protagonist. And uh, that person is the goddess Hestia. You found Hestia annoying. I actually liked her. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's, just, that's just how it was. Yeah, like... Uh... So, so why pick this show? Because was, this was your pick. I have never watched the show. I'm basically the Malcolm of this episode where I'm the one asking the questions. Why pick uh, this very long name of a show, Mark? <laughs> um, I don't know. I was uh, in, so this was very much um, in a time where I was, so I just started watching it recently. Um, I was just finishing up on One Piece, uh, fully caught up on One Piece. So I was on a big, like, shonen, like, protagonist, uh, like, OP protagonist kind of kick. And I just wanted to some something that was was good, and this had four seasons uh, at the time, or season four was just starting when I started watching this, and uh, read some reviews, and it sounded like it could be something that I would like. And very much after the first episode, uh, I I enjoyed it. Like I'm like, okay, this this you know I usually give um, anime like a three three episode test to see if I would like it anymore. Um, and this really hit all the boxes. Um, so yeah, that cool characters, animation was nice. Um, and it had an, usually what I enjoy is an OP main character. Um, but oddly enough, uh, he doesn't start off OP in this one, uh, in this anime, uh, and slowly, I don't know, slowly builds his way up. Yeah, so we're discussing the first season of the show. The first season is all that I have watched, so I have no idea where it goes afterwards. Um, but yeah, I can safely say that, yeah, he, he starts off a little weak. He's not useless, though. He's like, it's not like he's like a fucking uh, uh, Midoriya was in like My Hero Academia, where Midoriya was like pathetic for a, for a solid chunk of early uh, MHA. But no, uh, he, he's like a reasonably good fighter. And then, you know, he gets his big power up at the end of the season. And the power up is cool. I'm sure the power up will get cooler as the show goes on. This yeah. is Bell. So long ago, the goddesses descended to the world of the humans, sealing their divine powers and living modest lives. 
The only thing they could offer is a blessing to fight the monsters. Okay, so here's my first question, Mark. Um, mm. I have noticed that there's some sort of rule that the goddesses cannot like fight in these dungeons. Uh, what's the explanation for that? Um, I forget. I think it's because they this was I think it was a self-imposed limitation that they made on themselves, as I recall. Um, or it, that was a condition of them living amongst the uh, living amongst humans is that they were forbidden to use their godly powers. Okay, gotcha. That seems like a cheat, but uh, such is the rules of the show. <laughs> um, yeah. So our lead character, Bill, he is the only member of the Hestia family. Familia, not family. Hestia familia. I should correct myself. Uh, we, see him get we see him get attacked by a minotaur, but a hot blonde lady saves him. Uh, this is Ice Valenheim. That's her name, right? Correct. Wallen Wallenstein. I got that wrong, but I got the Wikipedia. Ice Wallenstein. Uh, yeah, she's a haughty blonde lady. We can only uh, suspect uh, what may come of their relationship for seasons to come. Uh, but, you know, nice character design, and that's uh, very important in these harem shows. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Ice, I like her. She's, you know, a, a hot lady, hot blonde lady with a sword. And, uh, you, you know. That's totally what you need in a fucking anime like this. Uh, yeah, and, and her character is actually kind of cool because she's like quiet and reserved, and like um, you know, there are like sometimes there's anime characters who like know they're hot, and like mm -hmm. and like I don't know somehow like use it to their advantage. Like she seems like she's I, I, Ice Wallenstein. Uh, seems like. She's like unbeknowing of her, her like quote unquote hotness and just trying to live her life as an adventurer. There's a funny visual gag in, in one of the last couple episodes of the season where like Hestia is saying that like everyone here smells and you just see in the background that like uh, that ice just like starts like smelling her shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like I like that little visual gag. It's, it's just in the background, but I don't know. She's like, oh shit, do I fucking smell? Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's many people uh who who would more than be down to to smell her her stinky armor <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm just saying it uh so this series it was created by fujino omori uh they are an author uh not much is known about them in a 2018 interview they said they were under 30 years old 2018 is now five years ago so maybe they're above 30 years old at this point i think it's fair to say probably <laughs> probably uh, so yeah, Fujino Umori, they published their first novel, which was the series. It was submitted with the title Familia Myth to the fourth GA Bunko Award, where it won and received an offer to be published by Bunko. The series is ongoing with 17 volumes to date. There's been multiple spinoffs. And yeah, it was adapted into an anime, which is now, you know, three, how many seasons? Like four seasons in? I think they're just starting season four, I believe. Or, okay, season, yeah. or season four would be uh, ending this this season, I guess. Gotcha. So, yeah. And I think there's also a movie as well or something like that. I don't know. Uh, there might be, yeah. Might be? <laughs> uh, fair <laughs> enough. So, anyways. Uh, yeah, Bell, he's saved by the hot blonde lady. Bell's also been granted the ability of fast growth by his haughty goddess, Hestia. Uh, Bell, he meets a lady named Seer who's like a, a maid. Again, all these characters are your kind of familiar tropes. So of course there has to be a maid lady in this series. Yeah. 
yeah, so he meets Seer at this inn and then off screen gains a bunch of levels. And then uh, Ice, she uh, appears at the inn. And then there's also a nasty wolfman dude named Bat. A wolfman named Bat. That's funny. I don't know. A wolfman named something that isn't what he fucking is. <laughs> uh, he talks shit about Bell. Bell commits himself to gain stronger so he can stand by uh, Wallenstein's side. And there you go. That's episode one for you. That's how this whole journey starts off. A, a dude has to, you know, make himself strong for the hot sword lady. And one important thing to note at the end of the first episode is, yeah, he gets he gets so uh, so embarrassed by how, quote unquote, weak he is uh, that he runs off screaming like a little biatch. Uh, and, and I thought that was kind of a funny way to end, end the first episode, just him running away crying uh like trying to get better or you know like i guess he reached his low point and he's like i i've got to be i've got to be as strong as ice and mm. yeah so he's he's got it and i'm sure there there's fan art of uh them them together if there isn't if that hasn't already happened in the show i don't know yeah probably <laughs> uh episode two we have the goddess ball i enjoyed this uh we meet freya and loki we had seen Loki before in the background, but now we're formally introduced. There is a boob war between Loki and Hestia. <laughs> uh, I like Loki a lot. Loki Loki is flat chested. The character design would be would be better if if they were more more full. But uh, you know, I like Loki. I like that kind of hard drinking uh, uh, party animal girl trope. That's always the type where I'm just like, yeah, I like this one. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was disappointed we didn't get as much Loki towards the second half of the season. I, w- I felt like we were going to get a lot of Loki because isn't Loki the familia that uh, Ice is part of? Correct. Yeah. Well, um, what I would recommend for you then, and I guess really any of the listeners out there. Um, so a weird thing that happened with this series, and I thought that was very unique, is that there is actually an additional... Uh, season, I guess you could say, I guess they do label it season 1.5. And really all it is, is it's the exact same timeline as season one, but it's from the Ice, Wallenstein, and sort of from the Loki family perspective. So you get basically a parallel storyline, um, but from the other side, from, well, from the, from the Loki family side. Um, so if you really liked Loki and like, I guess her, her, um, her familia, then I definitely would recommend watching 1.5 as well. And you don't really need to watch it, but you get to cool some, like, like you said, um, like, you know, the cool background stuff of, of, of ice, uh, smelling her gear and like, do I stink? You sort of see that. Um, cause I guess some of the background stuff that you do see in season one does show up in season 1.5. Uh, okay so that's a, so, so it's a cool like i guess it's a cool thing that this uh anime uh, and studio ended up doing uh which i guess is pretty cool it's it's definitely unique that you don't see anywhere else that does sound cool um uh, episode three we get bell's backstory where we learned his grandfather was an adventurer who died falling into a chasm so bell himself became an adventurer and hestia was of course the familia to accept bell this is an, this is a note I made. We meet Lord Ganesha, who is our first example of a male god. Because I kind of just assumed, given the haremness of this show, that all the mm-hmm. gods would be female. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, Ganesha's cool. Uh, <laughs> I like Ganesha. 
he's kind of like a a screw up, but like, uh, yeah, no, Ganesha is funny. I think. Um, what else did I want to say? Oh, um, throughout this entire thing, did you have um, notions about um, about Bell's grandfather? Oh yeah, fuck that does get answered at the end because I made that note at the very mm-hmm. end. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that is revealed. We'll talk about that maybe to, towards the okay. end. But yeah, All right. we can have a payoff for that. Um, but that is neat. That is neat for me to even think about to chew on. So I'm guessing there's there's more to the story that we will learn. Most definitely, yes. That that actually is pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, Bell fights a gorilla with goggles again. That's a fun uh, monster design. The goggle gorilla. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yeah hestia grants bell a knife that will grow stronger with him and uh hestia got this knife uh correct me from uh hephaestus right correct which in this uh, iteration like which lends to your ganesha uh thing is that in this version hephaestus is a woman yeah i mean you know gender swap versions of yes of yeah, gods yeah. is what you'd expect and especially in a harem anime again it was more surprising to me that there were even male gods mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but th- that was part of the reason why Hestia went to the, the God's Ball in the, uh, I believe in the second episode, uh, because she is, so in this world, um, the way that people, I guess, make, or families make money is by, uh, familias or the gods is to sponsor their, you know, their, their children and their familia and the family go out and do things like do adventuring and become, you know, adventurers and, and get rewarded for that. Uh, Hestia only has one member, our protagonist. Uh, and so they are actually quite, if you look at it, they're quite poor compared to some of these other families here. Um, so Hestia goes to Hephaestus to forge the the knife um or blade or or yeah dagger that that or a weapon for for bell and a weapon of that caliber uh would be worth bajillions of dollars in our world uh and so hestia um pledges basically to pay off hephaestus in any way possible for as long as it takes to pay off uh her debt um and so uh, that comes into play um, near the tail end of this uh, episode, I believe episode three, where they fight a uh, gorilla goggles guy. Have you ever noticed in a lot of these series that have gods that like, you know, the Christian God is not represented in any of these? Oh, never. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the rule. Like Mar- Marvel has like the Nordic gods. They have, you know, Bast from uh, Wakanda. They have, mm-hmm. of course, you know, they've got what? Yeah, they have the Egyptian gods uh, with with Moon Knight and and things like that. But yeah, you're right. The I guess you could say the Westernized gods uh, oh. are 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 sort of like, nah, you you guys are 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 still very young and in 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 their infancy compared to the rest of the old old gods. I was um, I, I was gonna say I was gonna correct you. You mean the one true god is not represented? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, which is funny because both of us went to catholic schools yeah. and we're like yeah okay whatever yeah uh thor 4 terrible movie and maybe it would have been better if uh jesus was represented you know we, we all just want it's we all just want to see fucking kratos take down jesus <laughs> it would be funny it would be funny if if jesus was just so op that he doesn't need to show he doesn't need to 
be around because he is like the king of kings. You you <laughs> could so you could so easily like make a you know Jesus and and you know his twelve apostles. Like he has a fucking posse. Like that's so easy to make a video game or an action series. It's like yeah, he even has like mini bosses. And then there's like oh, yeah. the angels. You, you, you would definitely get canceled for sure. Um, but yeah, it it'd be akin to like doing that with um um I don't want to say it. Never mind. Yeah, I mean, who does? <laughs> it's but yeah, it it is funny that that god is off limits. You know, uh, I, I'm not. You know, I mean, it's you know, off, I don't know if it's off limits as much as that they just don't care. Oh come on! If if you really wanted to have Jesus in, in one of these series, that'd be fucking dope. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, you know, background character. That's fine. Yeah, the Hindu religion is still practiced. I mean, you know, that's the thing. And yet we're allowed to have like, you know, I know, you know, nobody's going to get offended if Thor isn't used properly. But like the Hindu religion is still practiced. So why? Why is that not off limits? Um, That's true. Yeah. I mean, because Ganesha Ganesha was there, right? Exactly. Exactly. Ganesha is dope. But I don't know. I guess I guess maybe they're not as sensitive. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that was that was my tangent. Uh, but it had to be said. It's like we gotta, you know, in these mm-hmm, series mm-hmm. with gods, you gotta be willing to to let Jesus in there. And I mean, you know, there's also the Holy Trinity, so you can have like multiple versions yeah. or iterations um, of them. Come on. <laughs> um, have you watched the other anime? I, this is also getting another time. It's like the Ragnaros Ragnarok War one, where it's like it's a battle between all the different gods. I'm just wondering if I, he shows up in that one. I haven't seen that one either. No, it's on um, Netflix. I, I think it's kind of, I don't know. I don't hear good things about it, so I'm, I don't bother. I just know there's like the one lady with with massive, massive boobs that have to be like carried by her subjects. Yeah, Aphrodite, I think it is. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyways, uh, so let's let's talk about Ana. Ana shows up in casual clothes in episode mm. four to uh, Bell and gives him a boob filled hug. That was my only note for episode four. <laughs> The boob-filled hug. Uh, you know, uh, Bella, Bella is a lucky man. I guess because he's so modest, uh, that's what makes him attractive to all these women. Because, you know, they're they're all very willing to, like, show off and, you know, motorboat. Uh, I guess he's not the one doing the motorboating, but they're willing to offer that to him. I guess. I guess he's considered a um, really hot dude there who, again, he's probably just, like... The guy counterpoint of of Ice Wallenstein, where like he's probably super hot and he just doesn't know it, and he's just very humble in his hotness. So, so this is my uh, question about a lot of harem anime. Why is the male character always the most unappealing person, and yet, and yet every every girl wants them? Uh, is this like a wish fulfillment thing for for the uh, quote unquote loser otaku? Uh, no yeah, that's why that's why harem anime was like my favorite genre from like 13 to like 20. And then you reached uh, an age where you're like, oh, no, it's not going to work out for me like that. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, bad, bad lessons. Uh, I remember I remember when I was a kid, I loved Kevin Smith movies and like I modeled myself. I tried to model myself after like Jay or fucking Silent Bob. I'm like, no, that's like a very unappealing person to the majority of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's even like, no, in the movies. No. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, the movies are critical of that type of character, but I still was like, oh, they're so cool. It's like, yeah, you're, it's cool because you're like 12 years old. Uh, to, to any other person, no, that person sucks. It's weird uh, how like, our, our, young, our young minds and our young views um, sort of misinterpret what we think is cool uh, versus what the rest of society is. Like, that's really not that cool. Yeah. 
Uh, episode five, uh, we get a uh, bass scene and a lot of booty and blank boobs. The show, the show is not willing to commit uh, fully to the fan service, which I'm like, well, why not? Just fucking, you know, if you're going to do this. But I guess, I guess that's, you know, thing. They're, they're... actually, I think, I actually think that's one of the, the cool things about this movie. Nothing guess, I guess, turns me off more from a series yeah. where the fan service is just so gratuitous. Yeah. You know, like I like, I like a little bit of dessert. I don't like, I don't need the dessert to eat dessert for every meal. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Uh, that was my note for episode five bassing. Uh, there's a bit more. Bell learns a firebolt spell, um, but yeah, we're, we're speedrun. Yeah, we, oh. which I think was a little bit weird. How in the so here's where I first thought that there was something more to Bell than just uh, a plucky um, a plucky hero who's just you know trying to grind his way to to the top um, because. He is given a, a magic book, a grimoire, um, that was sort of quote unquote just left in the um, that the the pub or the diner that they frequent, um, and the ladies there were just like, here, just why don't you read this book? Like, it seems as if Belle was like, quote unquote, like blessed with like good luck, and that like. Um, Oh, this magic grimoire just happened to be left by someone. No one's read it since. Uh, and here, why don't you take it, Bell? Obviously, yes, he's the protagonist, but like, it's weird how how something like that sort of just fell into place for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk Lily. Lily's an interesting character. I think she was the first character I actually felt was interesting in this show. Oh, okay. Uh. You know, I, I like the other characters, but I was like, yeah, they're likable. And I mean, you know, they're, you know, some of them have nice character designs. But Lily, Lily's got the tragic past. Episode six is pretty fucking dark, which I enjoyed. <laughs> uh, yeah, after her parents died, Lily was supposed was forced to become a supporter until she uh, came to hate all adventurers. And yeah, she she kind of starts off, you know, stealing from Belle and uh, being a little nasty. She's like tricking him into fighting powerful monsters and steals from him yet again. Mm-hmm. And then she gets betrayed, and then yet Belle forgives her, and that's when you know they finally become true partners. So I thought that episode was nice. I know for sure if I was betrayed, I'd be pretty upset. But Belle is—I mean, yeah, Belle is is a good dude, and he's humble and he's kind, and that's probably why women in this in this series are drawn to him because he's mm-hmm. not only is he is a hot dude playing life on easy mode, but he's also kind as well. Yeah. Uh, in the following episode, Lily meets with Hestia, and Hestia basically puts the fear and God into her and tells Lily she better not fuck with them anymore. Yeah. And then, yeah, Ice, she ends up training Bell, knocks down Bell a lot, but you know, Bell's plucky, he gets up. He gets knocked down, he gets back up again, as they say. This So one of the actually kind of uh, funny, I guess, tropes in this that I liked, which I think kind of ends at this episode, was uh, the embarrassed Belle running away from the hot ice. Um, you see it several times uh, in 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 the first episode. It, he is uh, covered in minotaur blood and runs away. Uh, also, at the end of the first episode, he runs away after he's embarrassed. 
when he learns the magic uh, magic uh, spell, he then uh, goes buck wild, um, much like all of us would when you learn a new skill. I know when I play a video game, if I if I uh, you know get a new character or 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 learn a new skill, I'm I'm immediately going out to just spam that skill uh, as much as I can, and that's what Bell does when he first learns this firebolt spell of his. Uh, and an uh, unfortunate side effect of just uh, spamming is he runs out of mana and he passes out. And what happens is he wakes up and he wakes up in the lap of ice. And as he wakes up and he's shocked, he screams and he does a tumble roll all the way out of the the dungeon, which I thought was super comical. It's just him rolling, 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 rolling and screaming. Uh, and much like this in this episode, when he sees Ice um, hanging out with um, her, his um, uh, his I guess handler, the the adventuring handler, he tries to run away as well again. Only this time he is uh, stopped by uh, by Ice quite comically, where she jumps to block the doorway, and as he's running. He trips and sort of face plants into her butt, <laughs> and yeah, and, but that is the official end of uh, Bell, the Bell running away g- gag in this series. Uh, what else is going on? Yeah, uh, episode eight, they learn they have to expand the party, so that's some good stuff. They do fight the Minotaur. Uh, Bell, he finally gets to defeat the Minotaur with his sword, and he does a big firebolt spell. I, I think this is I, actually I, I, the way he actually. So a little bit of a yeah. spoiler here: the way that he actually defeats the, the Minotaur, I thought was kind of cool and also super badass. Like he he slices a hole into the Minotaur, sticks his hand inside, and unleashes multiple thunderbolts or firebolts into into the Minotaur. I'm like, oh, that's that's a pretty metal. That's a pretty metal way to kill kill the Minotaur. You like it more than me. I don't know, Matt. I mean, I think my general thoughts on this anime is like, I I find it fine. But mm-hmm. also, I'm like, there's so much more anime. There's so much more I could be watching. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's how, that's how, I mean, I feel, you know, Malcolm and I, we did an episode called That Time I Got Reincarnated Into a Slime. And that was a show that Malcolm, for whatever reason, really did not like. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't dislike the show. But even even me, I find the action to just be kind of... It's kind of, I know it's not an Isekai technically, but it's got that kind of Isekai standard look, if you know what I mean. You know, it, it gives me sword art vibes. Um, oh. I'm not even, yeah, I'm sorry, man. I gotta be, I gotta be real. That's the whole thing. I think these characters are nice. I'm sure maybe by season two and three, I would hope they get even more development. And again, mm-hmm. I appreciate the, the, the light horniness of this show. I mean, the <laughs> boob show, the, that's the thing. It's like anytime I see a fan service show like this, I'm like, oh. and then you're waiting for the fan service to happen. Right. Okay. That, that, and that's fair. And and then again, this is basically a harem anime, and and, and in general, harem animes are uh, not well received in general. I think. But I mean, you know, even me, if I'm gonna be real, like I I didn't find any of the action particularly memorable. I think again, it's just it's by virtue of watching so much of this stuff. That like you know your your oh, standard but also, because yeah. but also oh. this isn't that's it's a, but that's not this anime right like yeah. that's what I think the appeal of, of 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 this particular one is that 
it's not about fighting. Like fighting is even though even though part of the part of the name implies fighting with the dungeon thing, but mm. it's I, I think it's more about the the for me anyway. It's more about the story about the family and how and like how Bell just sort of builds up from there and, and his journey going from like a plucky scrub to like uh, um, a sort of superstar in, in, in this, in this world. Um, to me, yeah, it's less about the fighting as more as opposed to just the general story of this, because like, you know, other anime need to rely on the fighting because they have no other thing to rely on. Whereas there's a lot of stuff like you could go with, with this thing. And it's sort of, there is some stuff that's kind of like brewing in the background that we don't really know about. So, or at least we don't see it in the first season. Okay, so I, I was negative, but the following episode did have a lot of positivity, which is the Wealth Crozo episode, or Mr. Mm-hmm. Wealth, as they call him. Uh, wealth rules. I became much more interested in the show when he appeared, because I was like, okay. Oh. Um, it was also just nice to have like a another male character, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so too, yeah. This, again, it, it's it's the nature of the genre. So, you, you know, you're expecting it to be a 90% female cast because, again, that's just what the genre is. But mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Wealth, I do like him. He's a cool character. Um, he's got a nice character design. I like the fact that he's a blacksmith who doesn't want to make weapons. So he, he has this little speech and he says, a weapon is not a means to conquer the world. It's an equal partner for the user. And yeah, that's the thing. He doesn't want to make magic swords because uh, they bring out the worst in people. But when he meets Bell, he's like, okay, this is a guy who I can, you know, make something for. And and he makes him a magic weapon. It's a um, it's a good weapon. It's a weapon that serves its purpose. Yeah. Um I yeah, I actually really like this character. And you could tell the foreshadowing that there was going to be something important with the Wealth Crozo name at, at the very least. Because, you know, I also thought that was weird. Oh, I guess no. Because it, I guess it's part of the story. But um you know bell finds like this armor uh when he goes shopping with with um what's what's uh what's her name oh god and the, the handler the guild handler person uh he finds like this armor tucked away in 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 a corner um uh, sort of as if it was meant to be right like they're all sort of tied together uh through through fate and everything like that and then he obviously meets this person again um so and i thought it was yeah i i I also just to reiterate i do like uh wealth as well and i found it funny how when they were out in the open and he's trying to trying to build a contract with with bell like he sort of like does it real loudly to um to to ward off all the other potential like blacksmiths who are sort of lingering around trying to recruit uh, you know, quote unquote, recruit Bell on as as their, you know, like uh, I guess adventurer, which is cool. Like another interesting thing about this world is that like blacksmiths are linked to adventurers. They're not just like independent contractors who you go to 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 fix that'll service anyone. It'll be like, oh, you you can sort of have a you know your own customizer to 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 do stuff. And I thought that was cool. Yeah. For sure. Uh, episode 10, this is the beginning of kind of the final arc of this uh, season. It involves uh, 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 Bell and 
crew getting cornered by a uh, a band of violent bunnies. So I thought the I thought the violent bunnies were were pretty cool. Um, there's this other family I can't pronounce their fucking name because it's too many letters. Uh, where this other family is basically Taka Takamika Zuchi. Oh, yeah, Takamika Zuki. Oh, boom! Did it? Did it right? Fantastic. Uh, yeah, they pass parade them, which means they escape the room and leave Bell and his crew forced to deal uh, with a bunch of other monsters. And this oh, that leads is the worst. And this leads to an arc, a new adventure, which is Hestia, Hermes, and some others stage a rescue for Bell, which I thought that was neat. And Hermes is a cool character. I like him a lot. He Hermes actually operates the way I think Loki would operate, um, or I guess. Hermes is operating the way uh, Marvel Loki would, or is sort of working both sides, you know, kind of good, kind of bad, kind of doing things on his own type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we learn that he's been assigned to watch over Bell by someone. That's a mm-hmm. mystery. It's mm-hmm. a mystery. Who and, is this someone? And uh, he says... He's interested in Bell because he wants to know if he can carry the burden of the age, which again, all of a sudden, Bell is going from just, you know, this this well-meaning adventurer to no, someone who's going to carry the burden of the age. This this show reminds me of Black Clover now that I think about it. Really? That, Black Clover? Well, because well, for the most basic of things, there's guilds and it's monsters okay. and it's fantasy. Yep. And then there's the I guess the hero who's starts off as a scrub but finds out his finds a way to you know reach the the top of the of the pile or whatever and i think their 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 guild is sort of the least renowned and least uh like uh respected i think maybe that's what i think maybe that's why i felt so mid on this show honestly i think it's because i had only just recently watched black clover which to be fair black clover is a show where i kind of just like binged it while doing other things but it did get its hooks into me and I think Black Clover, I mean, maybe to Black Clover's detriment, because I feel like this show is probably tighter with the arcs, whereas Black Clover's arcs are, are as long as seasons for this show. Mm-hmm. Um, but Black Clover, for one thing, does have really good fucking animation. And, you know, it also is a full-blown Shonen Jump series, too, so that helps. I think that's definitely part of the reason. We're, we're looking at different budgets and different everything, right? Like, anything attached to Shonen Jump will probably have a decent enough budget that the fight scenes... And it's clear. It's, honestly, it's kind of very clear by the end of the like, the end of season fight scene here in this one. Um, like, they probably saved all their entire budget for the last scene or last arc, whatever. Oh, absolutely. Uh, another show, Pokemon. Uh, the the latest Pokemon series. It, it was the whole Ash versus uh, Leon arc. It was the arc where Ash finally became the champion. You mm-hmm. you could see a lot of. I wouldn't even call them low budget matches before the finals, but like uh, the fights were good. They were well directed, but it's literally the last two minutes of Ash versus Leon where it's like, oh, they put their entire season's budget into just those two minutes. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty interesting. But again, so that's how anime works. It's like, you know, why, uh, why does. No, uh, why does a show like, uh, let's say, Falcon and the Winter Soldier look worse than, uh, say, Avengers Endgame? It's because that show has to, you know, use $100 million over six hours, whereas Endgame gets $250 million for three hours. For, for three hours, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? And it's, it's it, you know, what was sort of weird to me now is 
how because i mean anime over time has obviously changed and evolved right if we're looking at a series from say like you know the 80s to the 90s to, to the 2000s to where we are now obviously animation quality animation styles have have greatly grown leaps and bounds since then um but i guess with that also comes like budgets um and so what really amazed me um was watching like i said i was just on a a one piece binge but how the the fights let's say in in one piece there are certain fight scenes in there um that are that looked like it was it had the budget of their movie counterparts and you know how like um like a a one piece ova uh, or or a one piece movie or even a, a dragon ball movie their fight scenes are much different compared to the the tv fight scenes right um but now in one piece um there are certain scenes and fights uh in this current arc that are on par with the movie quality fight scenes and i thought that was i'm like i'm like wow this is different this is definitely something different because this type of, like i i just noticed like this type of of, of fight scene and this animation quality, I never would have seen on a regular like season anime. Like this is the type of stuff that is usually reserved for movies. And I thought that was cool how how um, how anime has evolved. Where they're like, look, we we understand, you know, um, anime is like a billion dollar industry, and then you want to, you know, give, you know, more more but more money to to the budget for for that. So. Um, really interesting how that happens. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look at something like Demon Slayer. You watch the Entertainment District arc versus the Mugen Train movie. And right, the, right. The animation quality is ind- indistinguishable. It's the same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, anyways, let's talk about uh, Spying on Girls. Uh, this show has uh, something that uh, many, many people, I think, would disagree with. <laughs> the logic here. Uh in this show, uh, spying on girls is a, how a man expresses their feelings. Which wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, this this is only the opinion of one specific god, and two, and and a grandpa, I think, or at least that's how he pictures his grandpa saying that. That actually true. That's that that is true. That's, that is true. that's two people. That's two so people. That that is two. So two. Sometimes we get the three, and then then you're looking at a bunch of people. Um, but I will make it known that Bell sort of was reluctant to do that. Yeah, and the humor comes from the fact that when he uh, ends up being outed, you know, he he falls into the water. All the girls, because again, this is a harem anime, all the girls are pretty fucking happy to see him. They're like, oh, it's fine. Uh, you know, uh, who was it? Ice. Ice is a bit more modest, but again, Ice is, you know, the, the type of person who doesn't realize she's incredibly hot. Uh, there's the two. Um, you know, they look kind of Indian. Those the, the Amaz- the two I want to call them the the, Amaz- the Amazons. I think they're Amazons. Yeah, those girls. Oh, those girls. Uh, you know, they they do a they lot of kinky shit. Oh, buddy. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, I wouldn't mind spending an afternoon with them. What can I say? I'm a, uh, I'm a, let's see. If if I had to pick from all the characters currently in this anime, who would I pick? I would pick. Oh wow, that's a good that's a good question. Let's save it for the speed wagon. Let's save it. I'll give you some time to think. Okay. All right. <laughs> the speed wagon will be turned into best girl. 
Uh, anyways, uh, I actually I do actually do have legitimate uh, speed wagon though. I wasn't too sure. I wasn't too sure if we were doing it, but I have a okay. legitimate speed wagon. Oh, we you know there are no rules on this podcast, but we'll get That's- to it. So, <laughs> uh, so anyways, this whole uh, hot springs uh, jaunt leads to uh, Bell fighting another guy. Um, so that was neat. <clears throat> like I said, the action doesn't particularly stand out to me. But then, you know, Bell gets to rescue Hestia, be the hero. Also, this whole thing. So during this whole rescue arc, Bell ends up uh, being saved by Ice. That's also when, you know, Hestia and them run in together. Uh, and then Ice gets that fun little visual thing of just smelling her own armor because she thinks she's stinky. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, are we ready to talk about the big fight of the season, the Goliath fight? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so, uh, Bell, he gets a new power-up where he turns white. I thought that was cool. That's about my only note. I think it's fucking cool. I mean, well, it's not. He doesn't turn. I think that's just his, one of his level-up powers where he finally, like, that's, what, what is it called again? Um, Argonaut? Okay. Yeah, it's Argonaut, right? That That, that just sort of comes into play so as opposed to argonaut being that one shot thing it's just him like i think i think the actual translation of the power argonaut was like it will give him the ability to um like surpass any any obstacle or or whatever so i think that is uh just one of one of the manifestations of it okay gotcha because for me i was just like okay this is his super saiyan moment Oh, you, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And it is here in this episode, the end, where Hermes reveals that Bell is, in fact, the grandson of Zeus. And that's when I was like, oh, shit. Okay, maybe I actually want to continue watching this show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then so so for sure, like definitely um, before that came up, when they were talking about the, his grandfather who was an adventurer who died and, and like died away, I'm pr- I was like, I'm pretty sure he's... He's still alive. I, I, I knew that the grandfather was still alive. I did not think it would be Zeus, though. All right. Fuck. I think, I think we covered the show. We successfully talked about 13 episodes in like under an hour. Uh, pat on the back for all of us. Uh, it helps that the show... Oh, speed run. <laughs> it helps that the show is not... Uh, what is it? As, as deep as some other shows. There are some shows where, you know, it could take us, you know... Uh, I'd, it, over an hour just to talk about five episodes. Uh, look mm-hmm. at the Cowboy Bebop episodes we did, which were that's know, true running like an but, hour and a half. But I, 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 I will say though, I think that Cowboy Bebop deserves to have its uh, its shine because again, I think Cowboy Bebop is is one of those classic animes that sort of transcended the genre at the time and is is still talked about twenty years later from when it first came out and everything like that. Um, so you got to give a little credence to them and give them, you know, their, their, you know, give them their flowers while, while they're still alive. It also, you know, helps that, uh, Cowboy Bebop is a, uh, episodic show. So every time we talked about an episode, we had to restart. Yeah. That was the other thing. It's like, okay, we've talked about this episode. Okay. Now from the beginning, what is the story? Uh, (laughs) so that was a difficult challenge, but yeah, uh, let's get into our favorite segment. Cue the music. Speed wagon, 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 speed wagon,
So for those just joining in, the Speedwagon is our favorite supporting character of the show. Um, I shall go first. Fart. I think my Speedwagon was going to be Mr. Wealth because I liked him. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. He's a cool dude. He's a cool dude. But I think I'm going to go with the Goggle Gorilla because I think that was just a design <laughs> that stuck out to me. That's cool. That's cool. I like it. Yeah. I don't have much more to say. I think, you know, he's an armored gorilla with goggles. You know, I think he should have become like uh, a pet. He should have been like the fucking Groot or Rocket Raccoon of this oh, series. That would be cool. That would be cool if he could sort of maybe like miniature, not necessarily like mini, mini, like a Pokemon, but like maybe like normal gorilla size. Like he's like, what, 20 feet tall there? Maybe he was like eight feet tall, you know, and just have him walk around and be like, hey, I'm part of this family now. Even if he was just like in the background, we're like, hey, we should call up Goggle Gorilla every once in a while. You know, you can show up and do like one thing and then, you know, the show can make up funny excuses for uh, why they can't use him anymore. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's uh, my take. Goggle Gorilla is my speed wagon. And then for best girl, for best girl, I'm going to go for Loki. Uh, you know, I think, I think Loki's character design could, you know, could be filled out more. But I still, uh, you know, I love the hard drinking, funny character. And the fact that Loki is the familia of Ice, I think, puts Loki on a higher tier than uh, it may appear. Yeah, I dig it. Um, for me, I'm going to go with uh, the speed wagon is going to be uh, Rio Leon, uh, who would be one of the waitresses in, in the diner. Um, she's the elf. Uh, she helps recover the uh, the blade when uh, when Lily steals it from Belle. Um, she goes on them with on adventures. We find out a cool backstory about her and everything like that. Uh, but she's also a super badass. Like she's super good, at, like good at fighting and and everything like that. Um, and then you find out, you know, sort of her tragic backstory. Uh, when when they go down into the dungeons and everything like that, uh, and I think she was the coolest like side character who I would want on my team for sure. Best girl. So I yeah. know I said I know I know I said at the beginning of of the um, series that I did not like Hestia, but season one, if I had to choose, it would be Hestia. Hestia Fantastic. is Hestia is. So, I don't know if this says anything about me, but, like, uh, so lollies aren't my thing. Like, I, I, like I, I, I don't get it. I don't get lollies. So, like, like the Lily, like the Lily character. So, so this is also super weird about anime, I guess, harem anime for sure, is that, you know, like, people have types and, like, um, like, they try to have diff those different types in the harem anime so lily obviously represents that sort of like genre and then you have um you know the the like the amazon girls the 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 uh the ice type you know which is cool calm reserved very beautiful looking everything like that uh ryu leon who are beautiful but also have like like a shadowy dark path past and then you have characters like hestia who are just over the top um giant boobs compared to everyone else in the series 
um, and is very like uh, emotional and very protective of uh, their mans. So if I had to choose, for me, it would be Hestia. I respect it. I respect it. Um, shit. Final thoughts on is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? Uh, I think the show is solid. Uh, maybe I will continue to watch in the background. I think, I think the issue with any show as, as the sole host of this podcast is just like, fuck, what do I watch next? Because there's yeah. a lot of anime and a lot of people recommend me anime. And, you know, I want to I be a professional when hosting this podcast. And then sometimes you're just like, shit. What, the, what do we fucking cover? Uh, so, you know, we have we have times where I get to be the Malcolm of this podcast, and then there's times where I get to be the full-blown expert and I can't shut the fuck up. This is definitely a more balanced podcast, Mark, where you got to speak more. So that's good hey, for you. Man, I, I, and I did, and in, in your defense, I did bring it to the table yeah. um, because um, it was just one of those ones that I liked. It, I enjoyed it. It was cool at the time. Uh, there's four seasons of it, so you know, like there's some longevity and popularity behind it. It's not like a one-trick pony. Uh, technically, it's five seasons if you add that 1.5 in there, which, again, uh, for you, I would definitely recommend go back and watch it. Then you get to see the other side from there. You can maybe watch it in the background, but you get to see the other side of it, and especially since you like Loki. Like, you'll get more Loki action there. Um, yeah. Um, final thoughts for me? I think it's a, it's a, it's a cool anime. Um, I would give it you know a solid like 7 out of 10. There are obviously, yes, better anime out there, but there's also a lot more shittier anim- animes out there. Um, and then for those of you who are like against like sort of the harem anime tropes, this one doesn't really fall into that that much. Uh, I would just I would just go in with I guess a open mind um, because it's not for me. I, I don't think the haremness is too over the top aside from hestia just being super protective of bell every time a new girl <laughs> shows up and I, which i think is cute and funny um but uh yeah it's an enjoyable anime and i'm interested and in, uh i and yeah it, it's hooked me because I'm, I'm interested to see what happens to bell how how can he further get more op um you know which i love seeing in anime i just love to see the naruto's the goku's the ichigo's the uh, the um uh, the luffy's just find a way to like gain a level and just be super beast and it totally appeals to me like this character bell is <laughs> quote unquote power leveling through this entire like universe where he was leveled up to level 2 in about what was it like a month which is the fastest that anyone has ever done it so <laughs> and that totally appeals to my to my my likes i just like seeing people becomes like who can be the best and just like walk through anime in god mode right which is cool and in this case it'd be a god among gods um so yeah i'm definitely more interested to see what happens and then you know how does zeus come into play in here and everything like that right so a lot of gods we haven't seen uh yet who you know we eventually will meet down the line and you know what do their characters look like what do their familial look like so yeah if you're looking I, for an adventurer anime, this this is what I would definitely would recommend. Uh, I'm, I would be in like a top three of things I would recommend right now. I also see that there's an OVA that I missed, uh, which is a hot spring one. So I think I'll watch that OVA afterwards. Yeah, the, o- <laughs> the, OVAs, the OVAs are kind of funny and everything like that. But again, you don't really need to watch it because um, that's... So the OVAs is where I would say where it falls a little bit more into the, the harem 
genre is what I think. But yeah, definitely watch and- it for a, for a completist sake. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I'll I'll be watching it for completion's sake. Definitely completion. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Sounds good. All right. I think that wraps it up. Mark, where can people find you? Uh, Man, I'm I'm in these streets, man. You can find me on the streets. I'm out there delivering stuff. Uh, No. um, Same socials. I'm on Instagram, mblancaflor, M-B-L-A-N-C-A-F-L-O-R. Twitter, I think, is the same. Yeah, it should be the same. That's pretty much it. Fantastic. You can find me at uh, Jack is Jack on Instagram, only real Jack M on Twitter. Again, it's all in the show notes. Anyways, follow at this anime pod on Instagram. We're also on Twitter, but I don't think I've tweeted in like two years. Quite frankly, uh, I just uh, don't like using the, the, the Twitter. The account. bird, the bluebird. Yeah, I'm waiting, it, for the new, I'm, I'm waiting for the new social media platform to basically come up so that I can uh, not support that other dude. Maybe maybe that's where the podcast will get a huge growth because it'll be like shit. We're the only podcast on the on the hot new platform, so maybe that's yep. the key. So you'll see, you'll be the first to hear, folks. You'll be the first to hear. But yeah, our Instagram is popping. We're all we're doing well on the gram. We're doing okay for for a small podcast like us. Anyway, post some shorts, man. Post post some, post some shorts on the in, on the IG. I know. I need to fucking do that. I know. But again. It's, time <laughs> uh, I, know. I get it. this is a labor of love this is a labor of love we're not doing this for the fame and fortune we're doing this to share anime uh anyways uh thank you for listening folks and remember it is wrong to try to pick up girls in dungeons you know just just I mean, meet them meet them on you know hinge or at a coffee shop or something not yeah. dungeons that's fucking oh up. hey you know what you know what should be our, our new thing our new venture what a- anime hinge or anime bumble that would be. Uh, that's always a green flag I look for. I'm just like, okay, I, I can always tell the, the girls who like anime. It's the, the two things I find. It's like, if the girl says they like anime or if they have a pet, that's always an easy one line. It's like, what's your yep. animal's name? Boom. Yeah, Easiest perfect. in. Oh my God. And if, and if the animal's name is, a, an, uh, is an anime character? Ha. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm just thinking now the girl who broke my heart whose cat was named Link uh, oh. because she canceled the date. She, she met it was so fucking funny. Uh, you know, we set up the date. It's fucking dope. And then two days later, she's like, yeah, I already met someone else. I'm like, but it's been two days. <laughs> but you didn't give me a chance. Oh, that you sucks. Ah, even... oh, this was years ago. It was pretty fucking funny. Uh, I'm sorry I, to hear I, that, bro. I, I, I need... Oh, bro, don't get me started on the dating stories. Anyways, it's all good. You've heard some of them recently, which I can't say. But yeah, uh, and remember, yeah, you already fucking heard that. Bye. Bye, everyone.